buffering. Buffering. <laughs> buffering. See, this is why I said we're going to do this. No, I think it's coming through. I see something it's happening. Live. It just went live. Uh-oh. Something happening. This is why we need to record the before show. And we are live. Welcome, everybody, to Sling and Lead Podcast. I'm TJ. <laughs> that's my Is line. That we, that's, well, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I hit the button this time. Yeah, fair enough. That's There we go. All right. And we are live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 40 of the Sling and Lead Podcast. I'm TJ. And I'm Kent. And joining us tonight is a ragtag bunch of misfits. Uh, you might recognize two of them. Tim and Frank from Apache Solutions are here. Tim, Frank, welcome back. Thank you. Be back. And joining them are Zach, aka Rover, Joel Trey, and Landon. Guys, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Man. Thanks Thank for having you. us. Absolutely. So, topic of discussion tonight is the armed vehicle defense class with vigor training that you guys just went through with Kent up there in Pennsylvania. Y'all loaded up in the bus, broke down six or seven times because Frank <laughs> is good at computers, but not engines, and eventually made your way up across the treacherous, uh, what, two, three state uh, journey to uh, Four? go take this training. So uh, glad you guys made it. But uh, first off, what has been new in your world with Apache Solutions? Give us an update. How are things going? Man, we've been slammed. Um, we're, uh, we've been sold out for like for the past couple of weeks of like all of our private sessions um, and sometimes doubling up and that sort of thing. Um, our courses are selling like crazy. Um, our next concealed carry course coming up uh, the 27th, I believe is completely sold out 20 students. Um, and uh, yeah, things, things are going good. Um, I'm sure the, the whole COVID and the, the rioting and all that jazz has probably had something to do with it. People are starting to realize just how much they really need training. But um, for the most part, man, we're just, we're hitting the ground running hard and, and um, all of us here have been training pretty hard, pretty heavily. And uh, that's, that's really what's new. Outstanding. Frank, have you also been training or are you just stuck fixing Tim's computer? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, just, just like what Ted Tim said, we're, uh, you know, we're all training pretty hard. I do my best as far as holding down the fort. I, uh, you know, I got to keep everybody else in line, you know, got to keep their, their, you know, numbers up. I set the bar real low, real low for everybody else. So they just, you know, they fly right above me. But anyway, but no, I, everything's been going real well. Um, just same thing with Tim had said. Oh, outstanding. Happy to hear it. Yeah, guys, uh, all that stuff started popping off. So as you all know, I was there with my family uh, literally days before you all were. Uh, I, I pity Kent's household. Sophie, uh, I'm sure, is recovering slowly but surely from all the visitation so just think for a second sophie had jedi then you then 11 crazy motherfuckers it seemed like <laughs> and like a marine squadron showed up the tim invited and they brought like helicopters and shit at one point it was <laughs> it was it was a whole thing my neighbors are still waiting for like what the next crazy uh hit's gonna be so it's awesome and it's going to be Tim Heron. So there's going to be like a four foot 11 dude with a single stack and like three mags. And it's just going to be, just going to be so like normal for a change. But uh, yeah, man. 
you dudes did awesome during AVD, so we thought we'd come on here and talk about it. And while we're talking about AVD, I think uh, Tim has an announcement to make about vehicle classes. In oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, so Phil and I had a talk. I, I sent him uh, an AAR um, on the way, on the bus ride back, actually. Uh, we all sat there since we were all together and we're, and we're talking about how the course went and everything. And, and, you know, we just threw our two, our two cents in and, and uh, tossed it his direction. And he came back and responded pretty quick and said, um, I told him, I was like, look, we really need to get together and do this class again. So we, uh, we insisted on having him down and he basically just said, say the word, man, and let me know a date. And we picked a date. So December 19th. 19th, yeah, and 20th. 19th and 20th, uh, the week, the weekend before Christmas, um, he's going to be coming down and teaching the AVD course here at Apache. So pretty excited about that. We're stoked to have him out here. Get, guess who else is coming down? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my man. Oh, hell yeah. Awesome, he, uh, man. He, he reached out and he was like, yeah, you should come with me. And I'm like, uh-huh. Huh. Yes. Oh. Yes, I could. Perfect. Thank you. That's awesome. Heck yeah, yeah man. So, yeah. Uh, you know, warn the citizens of North Carolina. <laughs> Shit's about to get real. Yeah, all five of them. Don't worry. Oh, all, five, yeah. they're all in this podcast right now. They're all here. It's great. It's fine. <laughs> so uh, let's let's introduce the, the Hooligan Squadron. So just real quickly for the sake of humor, Tim was like, hey, can Frank and I and Joel and Trey and Landon and yeah, Zach, come up. And I'm like, yeah, sure, dude. So I'm sitting there counting. I'm like, one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. Hey, Joe, grab me a beer, would you? Homeboy comes running around the corner, gives me a beer. I'm like, all right. Where's Trey? What? It's the same dude, dude. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> the whole time, like, it, for the first hour you guys were here, Sophie was like, there's supposed to be another guy. I was like, I, 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 know, I don't <laughs> So we'll start with with our introductions of uh, the man with at least two names, Joel Trey or Trey Joel. Um, Trey, give us like a give us like a down and dirty elevator pitch. Who are you and why the hell are you a part of Apache Solutions? What are you doing here? Uh, well, um, Joel Trey, whatever name you come up with, I probably will respond to it. But um, I've just been going to Apache for just a little over two years now. And um, I just... I found up the people and then the, the, the training and um, I just, I can't, can't, can't get away. Honestly, the biggest thing for me is uh, just the people you meet, like I mean, you, I mean, um, everybody at the class, Phil, I mean, the guys you meet is just awesome. And then I just, I just really enjoy the sport, the sport of it, the, um, the protection of it. I mean, the training of it. I just, I don't know. It's just, I, I like it a lot. Cool, man. Well, uh, figure out what the hell your name is so I can tell people. I'm still... <laughs> it was it was pretty funny, though. Sophie was, like, cooking. She's, like, getting out plates. I'm like, I think that's the same dude. It's, it's bad. It's getting to the point where I get confused on what name to tell people. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, unless you're afraid to be doxxed, what is your actual name? Joel. Joel's actually the real name. And okay. Trey just came from the – I'm the third. Trace in Spanish and Trey. Time together and you get Trey. I don't know. You know what? In, a, in an odd chain of redneckery, <laughs> that makes perfect sense. 
Oh and it makes God. it so much easier to remember your name now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. The whole names. time it was Joel Names. Trey. Plural. Names. Yeah. Names. <laughs> then we got um, my long lost son. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, look at him. He's, he's pretty dark right now. <laughs> Is his <laughs> camera frozen? I think his camera's thing. frozen uh-huh. right now. Landon, are you alive? Be- <laughs> It couldn't be frozen up. Who is mean among us now? <laughs> Landon, are you just doing your whole like this thing? He's got oh, oh, no. dropped out. Oh man, Landon, look at Landon. Sit tight, <laughs> Brian. We'll get you. We'll get you back in the in the broadcast as soon as we can. Uh, Poor guy. So I'm not going to make any more like Landon's mama was a hoe jokes because she had to mess around with a 12 year old. He ain't even here. So that's no fun. <laughs> So now that we're past that, let's talk about Mr. Rover, a.k.a. Zach. What's up, Zach? Hello. How are you, man? Tired, but good. Yeah. yeah. So, Zach, give us your elevator pitch. Who are you? Why are you here? I'm Zach. Um, I got connected with Apache really at the first of the year in like January-ish area time frame. Um, pretty much what Ooh. I did was at Hush. Sorry, my dog is about to start letting loose. Oh no, we're we're a pet friendly podcast. I mean, if anything, yeah. put it, put it in your lap and we'll just enjoy the show. Oh, perfect, perfect. Um, but no, I just I googled training and like instructor stuff, and I wanted to start doing some instructor things. And they sent me through the NRA, and I found Tim, and it's all been downhill from there. And uh, like like Trey was saying, it's just I really love the camaraderie and the friendships that we built and. Uh, Tim said something to me a while back. He said, like-minded people find like-minded people. Um, and that really stuck with me because the more I've spent time with these guys and even with y'all or you, Kent and Phil this past weekend, you just really find who people are and, and more people like you and like-minded people and the brotherhood almost. Um, it's really cool. But yeah. Yeah, man. And you, uh, You've been shooting seriously with a pistol for like five or six months. Yeah. God damn, dude. About five months. It's it's amazing when you get somebody who has no bad habits, and you could just shortcut like three years of terrible. Oh, oh, I have bad habits. <laughs> well, you have. <laughs> That's you have say, I would say no bad habits, but you know yeah, they're not as many as you know uh, let, some of us others. Let's clarify training scars. <laughs> yeah. Can we clarify yeah. training scars? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He definitely yeah. has some bad habits. That's for damn sure. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Landon just commented in the chat, internet frowny face, so that's not a good sign. Um, so I'll tell Landon's intro story. Landon was originally born in Sichuan, China, and integrated here in 1988. He is my <laughs> long-lost son. Um, I'm absolutely totally bullshitting at this point, but yeah, Landon's also a good dude. We call him Pooh Bear. He looks just like me in every way, including the way he waddles out of a car and shoots things. It's great. It really is awesome. Um, but let's uh, let's be serious for a sec. Let's talk AVD. So what were you dudes expecting from from AVD? What, uh, anybody who wants to jump in, somebody that had an expectation. Mm. Nobody? Come on, boys. 
All right, so yeah, I was gonna say Tim hit it because this was let's be clear here, Tim. So you've been a you've been a firearms instructor for a hot minute, right? Marine, crayon eating, soul stealing badass, right? Sure. What type of training did you have, if any, on this type of uh, event or call it a curriculum uh, for our vehicle defense? Did you go go through any of that in the Marine Corps? Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so we did all kinds of, uh, all kinds of great training in, in vehicles. Um, but they were up armored and we had a, you know, up gun and machine gunner on top and a turret. And we had, you know, six other gunslingers in the back. And did I mention all the armor? Right. Armor, right. So yeah, we did plenty of that. I mean, even, even back to security forces, um, training in and out of Bearcats and that sort of thing. Um, again, with all the armor and that sort of thing. So getting out of the Marine Corps, having to swallow that pill and realizing that I'm by myself now and I'm, or if worst case scenario, I'm with my family and now inside this bullet trap. Um, yeah, it, it really took things for a a pretty serious turn and, and my whole mindset of how do I fight in and around this thing? So, um, when I, uh, I talked to Ken about it now, as far as expectations go, um, with Phil, I, I can't really say I had any, any expectations that weren't really met or, or surpassed, I should say. I mean, um, it, it, I, I knew going into it, it wasn't going to be some kind of, you know, um, look cool for the gram type thing you know we weren't going to be doing any type of you know uh, i don't know screaming and yelling and you know jumping and diving and dodging and all kinds of other crazy stuff um <clears throat> we weren't bringing ars to it or anything like that this was a practical course that revolved around um defending yourself um and and around a a a, a vehicle and um, I watched the I watched y'all have uh, Phil on the on the podcast. I watched the whole the whole thing. Um, I watched a few you know videos and read up on him and that sort of thing. So my expectations were were pretty well met. Um, and, and then talking with with Ken about it, who's had firsthand experience, he's already he had already taken the course. Um, he said, "Yo, man, this is going to be right up your alley. You really need to come take this class." And um, and he was absolutely right. It was it was great. Awesome. Oh, fantastic. So, uh, to PS, uh, Phil sends his love from Good. the interstate coming back from training in Pittsburgh. So, Good. hopefully, he's not stuck somewhere on 80 or 76 doing AVD for real because the protesters are trying to keep him in Pittsburgh. But if he is, we all know he's well capable of getting on the other side of whatever barricade they've put up. So, um, but but in his to his credit or to his to to try to delineate this, you'll you'll see a lot of vehicle classes that are very law enforcement centric, and there's nothing wrong with that. And in fact, Phil teaches a law enforcement class. Um, but Tim and I, or TJ and I, or Frank or or Landon or nobody are cops, right? Um, none of us have to apprehend anybody. None of us have to drive our vehicles into danger unnecessarily. Uh, we're not doing partner tactics. There's no radio. There's no dispatch. There's no information. It's just you and your vehicle and your family. 
And I think Phil does a great job of delineating the LE concepts as compared to the, uh, you know, the everyday civilian concepts when it, when it comes to this class. Um, I've yet to see his LEO POI, but this one is very, I would say civilian centric, right? Was there, was there anybody that was like, man, I don't think that applies to me. Cause I, I didn't think so. No, I think, I think it was a great class overall. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of, you know, to be honest, when I was first, you know, looking into the class and doing a little bit of research and stuff, I was, you know, and I don't want to give too much away of the course. I'm encouraging everybody to go take it. It was an awesome course, but, um, you know, I, uh, as far as I was curious to see how he was going to take the content, where he was going to go with it. Um, you know, he did really well. And then, you know, for, for those of you that don't know the second day, second half of the second day, he does uh, force on force. I'll tell you out of everything that we had planned and everything that I had read, I was most apprehensive about the force on force because I didn't want it to turn into a big game. And uh, I think he handled it very well um, with, you know, everybody that wanted to put forth the effort and really work on what they learned the entire weekend. I think they did an excellent job of how he, he, you know, set it up and how he worked it. And the whole nine hours, it was, it was top notch. So that brings up an interesting point and uh, kudos to all y'all dudes. Um, when you go to force on force with a buddy, it's real easy to turn it into a competition or a paintball match or a running squirt gun fight in the backyard or, or something. But all of us, I know, and, and most of the other students too, there's, there's two dudes that were uh, having their fun with each other, but we all took the force on force shit awful seriously. Right. I mean, yeah. every one of us that had force on force reps took them as learning opportunities. We didn't see them as a competition. We tried different tactics. Some worked, some didn't. Um, but you guys were, were real serious and didn't turn it into like a gauntlet competition, which is exactly what it, it should not be. What it should be is a fucking gut check moment where you look and you go, Oh my God, this would suck to have to do for real. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. the real lesson, yeah. right? Yeah. Me not and Trey a, made an agreement with each other. We were like, Hey, uh, we're going to fight against each other right at first. And we, we went at each other at first and, uh, we just made an agreement. Hey, we're not going to play a game here. Like, I don't want to get shot here. And like, we don't want to, I don't want to kill each other. I mean, I don't want to get killed, but we were like, Hey, let's not game this. Let's, let's do this for real. And it was intense, man. It was, uh, when you thought about it that way, it didn't play a game. When you thought about it like real life, it, it became even more real and more intense. Absolutely. Yeah. Not, not to mention the fact that you were facing two guys. You had to face Joel and Trey at the same time. <laughs> that was fucked up, man. It double teams you. I got they, double teamed. We, uh, we phrasing. Had uh, boom, phrasing. yep, we're doing that uh, real quick. We are getting a question in the chat. Uh, oh, let's so, answer it. by the way, folks, uh, as always, if you're new to the channel, uh, please hit that subscribe button. But we always enjoy an active chat session, so feel free to post your comments, we will address them mm -hmm. as best we can. Uh, so Chris Kelly asks, uh, will there or are there uh, any suggestions in this course? on how to teach your family or other occupants, but he, he specifies family to exit the vehicle in a safe manner. If need be, I'm adding the, if need be part. There was, uh, there was about 10 minutes where we discussed somewhere in the middle of Sunday afternoon, right before force on force. If I remember it correctly, uh, we discussed whether or not keeping the fight by the vehicle was a good plan 
or whether the better plan was to take the fight away from the vehicle and thereby taking it away from your family. Right. Um, and Phil, Phil talked about, you know, his family and uh, safe words, n- n- not like pineapple phrasing, like real safe words, right? Like, you know, what should the kids do? What should the wife do? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, there were no partner bailout drills or family specific bailout drills necessary, necessarily, but there was discussion of what that would look like in regards to relevancy to whether or not you wanted to keep the fight around the bullet trap. Right. Um, and there's, uh, you know, I just did an integrative combative force on force class this weekend, uh, where one of our scenarios was a carjacking with a kid in the car. Uh, you tell me my kid's in the car and you are getting shot in the face a lot with Sims rounds, FYI. So if you get the chance, that's fun. Um, but yeah, so it's a whole different dynamic, right? If you got your wife and you know, you and your wife are equally as capable or, or pretty both are pretty capable or whatever. Sure. Um, if it's just you rolling with, with the little ones, I mean, that's a whole nother bag of bananas, right? Yeah. So skinny pedal on the right. Uh, yeah, skinny e- pedal on the right. Either way. I mean, it, either way you look at it, it's, it's a, really tough position to put yourself in when you're inside the vehicle in a gunfight anyway. Um, But Phil did talk about basically just communications key, discuss it, you know, seriously with your occupant, you know, with the, you know, with the occupant that you're most likely going to have in your vehicle, your spouse or whoever rides with you all the time and that sort of thing. Um, And basically discussing and getting that game plan prepped and that sort of thing. So that if, something did happen you're not fumbling around trying to figure it all out together um in amidst in the midst of chaos right so it's it's really important to just go ahead and have that ground already covered so they know okay um you know i mean i I won't i won't go into detail exactly what phil was saying um if you want to know more take his class but basically uh if, if you communicate it with the, with your significant other, your the other occupant in your vehicle, um, it, at least you have that ground covered prior to the fight already taking place. Yeah. So I, I think probably one of the best ways to put this, and I don't want to speak for Phil, but I think uh, I've been around enough instructors to know probably what the right answer is to this topic. Right. So it is, and Tim, you can probably attest to this. Can't I, I'm almost certain you can, but as instructors and just, kind of people that know what they're talking about when it comes to firearms and self-defense. It is almost impossible to put it into your uh, points of instruction, your training plan, your curriculum, enough scenarios to address every possible variable that exists in those otherwise dynamic environments. So when you're taking training like this or getting training from anybody, with respect to how you might apply it to your home, your vehicle, your place of business, and the gym, whatever, uh, it's important to approach the training and, and take the training and take in the knowledge that they're giving you and then use that knowledge as a more educated and more informed person to work out a plan that works best for you. Right. So uh, if you, if you were to tell me, Hey man, how can I best clear my house? Unless I go to your house, 
meet all of your family members and work with all of you at the same time, it is impossible for us to just be on the flat range and discuss it. Sure. sure. So, and, and as, as Dave Spaulding would say, there, there are no guarantees here. There is no, you know, there, there are no guarantees in a gunfight. There is, this isn't safe. You know, this is not a, Hey, I'm going to tell you, and this, I'm going to tell you how to do this. And you're ultimately going to come out on top. It doesn't work that way. You know, that's just not the way Murphy always has a say, you know, so you, um, you've got to be weary of, you know, there is no key or there's no magic button. There is no, you know, flip of a switch or anything like that. That's going to get you out of this. Uh, you've got to be the one to ultimately make that decision and, and be able to come up with the answers. And as you were saying, TJ, you know, you get that through gaining knowledge from other instructors and that sort of thing. Absolutely. So let's, let's do a little round Robin. Um, was the most uh, impactful takeaway for all you dudes, whoever, whoever wants to go first. I think we should start with your son since he finally rejoined us. Oh, there he is. Landon. I think he's muted. Oh, there. Yeah. Apparently according to Frank, I have a scratchy beard. Old scratchy beard. Not not working too well. So uh, (laughs) I apologize for being on the poor side of North Carolina with really dog shit internet, but uh, (laughs) isn't the poor side of North Carolina, just South Carolina. I mean, you're not wrong. I used to live in South Carolina, so uh, yeah, you're not wrong. I, I know you did. I know your mom, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. All right. So, uh, real quick, everybody, Landon, Landon, everybody, say hi. So, hi, everybody. Uh, there you go. The internet now knows you. So, the question I just asked was, what was your most impactful takeaway from the weekend? So, why don't you hit it? So for me, I had never thought about the outside of a car with angles in mind. It had always been hunk of metal moving and how to to work on it. That's my background when it came to cars is how to work on it. So really dissecting um, the different types of auto glass and then working angles with it is what I took away from it the most. Awesome, man. What about Joel Trey? Yeah, for me, um, I think it was just watching how much movement and working the angle, like you're saying, and, and just the stress of, of like um, uh, the sims rounds and stuff would affect my fundamentals. Um, you think you have a good a good grasp on everything, and then you start getting really complicated movements in there, and, and a lot more stress added on. And stuff starts to, to falter a little bit, and it lets you show where where you think you're strong, but you're, you've got some some weaknesses to work on. Yeah, absolutely. Zach, what about you, man? Well, angles, of course, like Landon said, but I think the biggest takeaway for me was, sure, building relationships with these guys, but honestly, what you taught us, man, uh, Kent, what you taught us at the very beginning before we even started taking the class, which I know it's a different route, but for me, it was putting the brakes on. After I draw and I, I present, is putting the brakes on and not fully extending as fast as I can, but putting the brakes on. And slowing down there at the end and going about 80% then breaking. And I think that was the biggest takeaway for me was learning from you, man. Which, uh, that's that's a humbling statement. There's $10 in the mail coming your way. I, pre- forget, I appreciate it. Robot voice, Kent. Yeah. See, see, if the guy says something about me, then I get robot voice. How about now? Yeah, it's there better it now. Okay. 
Yeah, it's that headset, man. We got to get you a better headset. Somebody, please buy some shit from us so we <laughs> can it. afford get a better headset. Got Just it. Got a t-shirt yesterday. Got right? it taken care of. No problem. Two weeks right. tops. We got it taken care of. Anyway, Zach, that was very nice of you to say. I didn't even pay him to say it. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we just did a we just did a little dry fire clinic in the backyard, right? Nothing nothing freaks the neighbors out more than a bunch of goons with guns. In the, at a brick in, wall. Yeah, it was, it was fine. But um, that modulation lesson is uh, all Jedi. So you dudes are all going to be with me at some point in an MSP class. I know that for sure. Because um, mm-hmm. you'll get a lot more from there. So, Zach, since you, since you thought it was impactful, what's your live fire look like since that? Have you been able to integrate that shit? I haven't shot a whole lot. Um, I mean, shot a little bit on Monday, which was yesterday. Um, I felt better about it, but I haven't had a lot of time to really implement a lot of it uh, and really practice it. But it felt better yesterday, and my draw time felt better. What were you going to say, Frank? So I will, I will say, yes, it has been impactful Yeah. Um, on, on, on kind of a big way. So, you know, and, and I, again, I don't want to take away from what the, the idea of the, you know, this podcast was going to be towards ABV, but, you know, we, you know, of course we're getting this information third hand, right? So you got it from Jedi, we got it from you, that kind of thing. But, you know, a lot of the idea and the technique, you know, using the wave as far as your grip and stuff like that, this like last week and this entire week, uh, I have seen firsthand it being used on a slew of people um man landon your son man he he was just right there old old scratchy beard pooh bear he was sitting there going now this is how you need to do it you need to incorporate this wave man he was right on it boom (laughs) boom i Um, was i was not that intimidating when i said it frank (laughs) (laughs) you really use this wave yeah yeah yeah. it's like you need to do the wave like this, not like that, like that. No, anyway, no, he, he did really good, but you know, but what was neat was, you know, again, we were taking that information again, third hand. Right. And we were seeing immediate results, not just with, you know, some of the people that we've been training, but with our own little group, um, you know, we'll sit there and, uh, we'll like, Hey, all right, well now you, you know, you're, you know, we, we help coach each other and, uh, he'll go, Oh, you're, you're, your hand's not right. You didn't do this. I'm like, Okay. Well, yeah, you're right. I didn't do that. And I do that. And they're like, see, that's what Kent taught us. See, you know, and it's been great. It's been, it's, you know, it's, you know, just a little nugget of information and it's going really far and uh, we can use that. I mean, all of us have used that. Now uh, we, a uh, group of us got the sheet here uh, yesterday and, you know, we were just running a plate rack, just goofing off a little bit, but even then you could see a, a difference in time and see how, you know, quickly you're able to get a hold of that nice, strong perch of the farm see how cleanly and straightly you can you know run that gun when you're running i shot my personal best yeah yesterday so yeah Yeah. jedi's jedi shit has a habit of bringing personal bests out of each other uh so like my whole week is made i'm just gonna sit here for the rest of the night and smile he's just gonna be glowing guys you made his night look at that we get in the podcast now there's nothing more to talk about kent is gonna roll over smoke a cigarette and go to sleep Actually, hold on, real quick. They're not the only ones who coach each other, are they, TJ? No, they're not. <laughs> TJ and I had a range day like right before y'all came up that ended with him literally screaming at me that I was not fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, so it worked. So, oh, boy, did it. Um, 
if you guys are listening to this, whoever you may be, and you are the smartest, best at whatever it may be or is for you, shooting just happens to be what we're talking about. If you're the best shooter in the room, go find a room full of better shooters, right? Um, find dudes that you respect that, like, you can do a serious amount of work with. And TJ is the only guy on this fucking whole thing who's not going to put the word instructor anywhere near him because he just says he's not going to for some reason. I'm going to try to beat him into it anyway. But TJ can shoot like a house on fire. Um, I feel the need to say that on this podcast. Yes, frantically and in all directions. <laughs> no, you know you can. So to have to have somebody that you respect that highly and be able to be on the range with them, um, you know, we can pull some amazing shit out of each other if we work on it. And yeah, and that was the first time you and I really got like a leisure day on the range too. It's always been work uh, alert. Yeah, yeah. We're we're either yeah. talking on the phone, diagnosing and troubleshooting, or discussing, you know, concepts and theories and stuff. And or the you know the one time where we spent two whole days on the range, we were taking Jedi's class. So you, you know, and something that's neat about that, like you know, I Tim and I often bounce a lot of stuff off each other. We don't get very many opportunities to train together. But Landon and I, we had an opportunity yesterday uh, before students to sit there, and we had a little bit of time. We had you know a little bit of lag time in between. And uh, man, I mean, he was like, "All right, you know, let's work on this. Let's work on a draw. Let's do this." And we were just sitting there you know, coaching each other, going back and forth. And, you know, what's neat is, uh, you know, somebody else can see something that you can, you know, I can only do so much with my eyes seeing what I'm doing and, uh, you know, having somebody else that's there that, you know, can help watch and coach and encourage you and say, you know, you're not quick enough and really start getting at your goat and really ragging on you. That's when you start seeing that time starting to get a little bit, a little bit quicker and a little bit quicker and a little bit quicker. And before you know it, you're like, you know, just kissing the, you know, sub second mark. And you're like, yeah, I want more. This is great. But yeah, it's, it's pulled, all good. He, he pulled an 84 draw out of me in a real drill by yelling, go faster, motherfucker, go faster. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the entire county heard it. Yeah, I was a good, I was a good 10 yards, 20 yards away from me at the time. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. We ain't gonna set. We ain't gonna. We're not gonna tolerate that that substandard bullshit here, Kent. You know that. Awesome. I really needed it too. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so let, let's get back on track here with the. I was uh, just gonna do that. Yeah. Just, go ahead. Go ahead, Kent. I was gonna do that. So what about you, Frank? What was your most impactful thing for the weekend? You know, um, I really, um, I, I kind of had an idea of how you know bullets were gonna re- react around cars. So, um, I kind of already had a. a idea about you know their coffins i mean that's that's really what it is or bullet traps um but for me i think it was a chaos drill you know mm. i haven't done that before and uh it was uh, it's definitely something i need to work on i need to be able to work on distinguishing multiple target not that it's realistic in any way shape or form but it but it's a a thought drill it's it's you know how do you can you go from one thing to another to another to another to another in this chaos um, you know, and, and help discern what a good target is versus not, et cetera. You know, I can't tell you how many times I w- went back and looked at some of my videos that we had taken over the weekend and, uh, he would say alpha or something like that. And I am just, I'm bearing down on the wrong target at like T totally nowhere near the right target. And I was like, man, why did I do that? Well, you're just so caught up in the moment, right? You're just going, yeah, they're, they're all dead. You know, let's just shoot them all. That's that range mentality. And you're really trying to slow that down and really focus on what that target is and what you're trying to focus on. 
Um, that for me, I think was probably more impactful than any of it. Uh, you know, like I said, that's just a simple drill, that one little takeaway. Now, aside from that, you know, there's a ton of nuggets of information that's inside that course. I mean, just a, a ton of stuff. Um, but that, that chaos drill, that was probably the one thing that I was like, yeah, I'm going to take this home. I'm going to work on this. This is, this is a weakness here that I need to, I need to address. Awesome, man. That tire so, was the most impactful thing for you all weekend. What'd you say, Zach? <laughs> I said, I think that tire was the most impactful thing. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. We'll tell oh. humorous stories towards the end. Yeah. <laughs> that one was so, long for sure. Well, so, so I'm curious, Kent. You've, okay, so you've been through the class, what, twice now, right? Yep. So what was, did you take anything away from this second iteration oh, yeah. that you might not have picked up on your first? Uh, you know what I got this time that I did not get last time was a super, super worthy force on force adversary in Tim who fucking dropped my heart into my stomach. I mean, don't ever, ever force on force against an angry Marine who's hot and would like a drink of water. <laughs> Good God. I, never in my life. I... I had all kinds of things in my head about what he was going to do in the one scenario we were put in. Never did I think he would go the direction where there was no cover and attempt to stick his front sight in my nostrils. <laughs> I, I never thought that was coming, but um, no, seriously, what, what I took away was, was having the caliber of, of people around me, you dudes for sure. And, and, you know, Tim, you and I respect the hell out of each other. I know, but, you know, there's, there's that moment of like, oh man, I got to have my hundred percent best out here today. And I had my hundred percent best and Tim showed up with a hundred point five and scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and that was one of those, in all seriousness though, you, you want to talk takeaways. Holy crap. I mean, a, a, a moment in force on force where you really, where you feel actual fear and, and, you know, it, I've, I've done enough of force on force where it, it kind of becomes old hat or older hat to a certain point. And that was, that was a real nice fucking wake up call for me. And, you know, of course it was towards the end of the weekend or whatever, but you know, the lesson there being, you have no idea what somebody's going to do. You really have no idea. I mean, there are all kinds of logical things for him to do. And he just bit off the purple crayon and went the wrong way for some reason. <laughs> um, but, but, you know you, you're giving this whole like clearly the person's going to see cover they're going to try for this they're going to try for that and he just you know screw it I'm going right and you know sent all the rounds into my door frame and you know he ate a bunch of rounds in the process but there was there's no winner there there's no good there's no good end to that scenario for for either of us honestly and had he, had he had been a step, a half, even a half a step further ahead of me, he'd have, he'd have burned me down entirely. I'd have never got a shot on him. So the lesson there is like, if you're sitting in your car doing this, right? And you look up and all of a sudden here comes Timmy doing his fucking button hook maneuver into your windshield and coming in the side window. Whew, that's a scary day, right? So that for me was my, that was my, um, that was my big learning lesson takeaway from the class. And of course, 
you know, wanting, always wanting to be the teacher. I, I had a pretty cool moment with another student at the class where I encouraged her to continue to come out to force on force and not give up on us. And I, I really think I was able to, to help her a lot. Um, that always, that always matters to me a lot as well, but you know, having, having somebody else of that level of skill push you real hard. That's something that, I mean, Tim, dude, if you and I lived close enough together, I'd buy a $2,000 car and we'd go to a cornfield and just do that shit until we couldn't stand anymore. Yeah, man, for sure. You know, you well, know? Just, I mean, that, to add, just to add some gravity to this story that Kent is telling. I know Kent has either had a really good day or a really bad day when he calls me. And the first word I hear over the phone is bro. (laughs) What happened? He goes, Tim is a psycho. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, man. You, you certainly had an impact. You, you burned a nightmare into my best friend. So thank you. The the cool thing is, you know, I, I got video. I was, I was standing off the sideline. I was able to watch this whole thing. And uh, so the entire weekend, you know, every time you see Kent Gav car, you know, he, he, he's very purposeful what he's doing as far as getting out of the car and being very mo- uh, muzzle wearing all. When Tim, when you can see in the video, when Tim comes around, man, Tim or uh, Kent just kicks open that door and he's like, he's moving. He's trying to get out of there as quick as he can. And it's, it's so awesome. It's such a good video. Yeah. I, uh, all the, all the fucking like pre-planned, muscle movements and where the muscle's going to go and what you're going to do here and what you're going to do there and what angle you're going to take. All of a sudden it turned into Mogadishu machine gun, man. And right. he was just coming. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm proud. I got any rounds on him at all, to be honest with you. I mean, I can't, I was sure and shit. I didn't hit him at all. And he's like, bro, you hit me a lot. It's like, thank Jesus. Cause I just put dot on Tim and sent them. But what is that? He's in our team. So, so, th- no, so this begs a question. We could certainly go down the panel with this. Are there any preconceived notions that you had about getting into a gunfight in a vehicle? I mean, we've all, and you can't tell me you haven't had some, we've all been in our vehicle and, or watched uh, road rage incidents or anything like that, you know, maybe passed by a riot or a violent protest and thought, man, what if this goes bad or what if that were me? So yes. what preconceived notion did you have and was it either proven or disproven by taking this course? So um, I'll, I'll kick that off. So one thing that I, I, I get preconceived notion, you know, again, I, I knew that vehicles were like bullet traps. I knew that, you know, you shoot through a door, it's going to go right through the door for the most part. And that's proven in this class. Um, something that I didn't think about and that, I had a preconceived notion of was, you know, that trunk space, that, that rearward space. I thought it would be more impenetrable, more of a ballistic bunker, if you will, than it actually ended up being. Um, you know, I thought, well, you know, there's a lot of metal back there. Well, uh, it turns out there's not as much metal as I thought there was back there. So, you know, the hit rates and stuff like that and what the pass-through were on just simple handgun rounds was a lot higher than I thought it was going to be um, in that particular case. So, um, you know, Something I'm sure all these guys will, will reflect is, you know, um, ha- what parts of the vehicle actually protect you. You know, you you everyone would think, oh, the pillars, stay in the pillars, stay in the door frame, stuff like that. But there's a lot of stuff that, you know, especially near the front of the vehicle that uh, you wouldn't have thought about, you know, not not a normal person anyway. So, you know, that was for me, you know, especially, you know, utilizing the certain parts of the vehicle for, you know, covers definitely, 
Uh, it definitely was an eye opener for me. Awesome. Well, Frank, since you kicked it off, you got Joel Trey sitting right there next to you. Joel, what about you, buddy? Yeah, for me, I think uh, I was surprised by the, the chaos in it. Like, I mean, I've, I've never had any combat experience. I mean, I, I don't really expect you to hear that it's, you know, it's it slows down or time speeds up or all kinds of different stories. Well, for me, I mean, I thought I was a, a decent shooter. and I thought that if something ever happened, I'd be able to, uh, to see myself through it pretty well. But I don't think that's the case necessarily. I mean, the the chaos, you mean, especially in the force on force, you have no idea what the other guy's going to do. And it just, it just woke me up to realizing that, I guess, training is super important. And you just, there's a certain, a certain level of uncertainty you're never going to get past. I think that really was very clear to me. Oh, excellent. Excellent. What about you, Rover? I think my biggest thing was probably, I'd say the glass, man. I wasn't anticipating the glass. Um, what I mean by that is the front windshield, um, the deflection on how the ballistics behind hitting a front windshield, uh, knowing where it's going to go and how you don't know where it's going to go. I think that was the biggest problem for me. And I guess the biggest thing I thought about going in where I didn't know and I guessed and but the moment we started shooting through the glass and the first shot I took, I aimed here and it was six, eight inches higher, even higher than that and just zipped up. And when you shoot on the outside, inside, it, it dives down. And I think that was the biggest thing for me was not knowing the ballistics and how it hits glass and how it breaks and ricochets and all that stuff. I think that was my biggest takeaway from that. Okay. Tim, how about you, man? I mean, I, I guess my um, my biggest takeaway uh, from the whole course was was basically watching how uh, I've been watching these guys grow for quite some time now. All right, and you know, Trey said he's been he's been at it for two years. I, I can't remember how how long you've been at it, Landon. We're going on two, going on two years. So watching these go these guys grow for two or three years now, and um, they've become really, really good, solid shooters. Um, and I know Kent can attest to that. These dudes can run a gun like nobody's business for sure. And then now you toss all the variables you can at them and then watch them perform. That was, that was my biggest takeaway from this, from an instructor standpoint of being able to look at my guys and say, all right, now you're awake. Now you're awake. Now you see why we why we really teach these unconventional shooting positions in our everyday carry course, um, and how they apply in in this type of environment. Um, uh, just just that that one right there, the the unconventional shooting positions. Oh crap! Can I draw my gun while I'm squatted down at this really weird angle, trying to get a uh, get behind cover that's this big? You know, um, that was the that was the biggest takeaway for me is watching these guys perform and they did excellent. They did, they did a great job. Um, but then they, you know, they were able to categorize this as, okay, I, I really screwed up here or I, I, I didn't do as well as I wanted to here. And now I have these, these different categories that I know I need to work on when I get back. So we can apply those now and in, in, into our um, our one-on-one sessions and that sort of thing, and I can watch these guys grow even more. Um, 
same with me, me personally, um, uh, challenging my skill sets, man, I did not perform the way I wanted to. I mean, I, I, I would have, I would have loved to have been Kent who had the, the patience to really seek cover and then be still place effective hits on target and then move to another piece of cover when he needed to, you know, and it was, it was really cool to see him, him move around, you know, all fluid like, and, and it was, it was kind of, um, it, it's kind of funny because you could you watch Kent do it. And then afterwards you watch Phil do it and you see the similarities, you know, because Phil was, you know, demonstrating, you know, everything that he taught and that sort of thing too. And there is a lot of similarities behind it. You know, you go fast when you need to go fast and, you know, move when you need to move and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, I, I, yeah, that, that was a big, a big takeaway for me personally was, um, okay, I, I know I need to slow down a little bit and, and make sure I'm a little bit more patient with myself and not get too caught up in all the, the chaos, as, as Joel Trey likes to say. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. It, it's really something when – you know, we talk about going to classes and stuff with friends and family members and, and whatnot, but it, it's got to be incredibly rewarding for you as like the lead instructor, you know, the, the face of Apache Solutions to like go with your team and, and really see them kind of soak up all the, like turn into the knowledge sponges that they can <laughs> when someone starts just data dumping all over them. It's, it's a fantastic thing. That's awesome, dude. So Landon, how about you, man? Uh, so preconceived notions about vehicle defense that you thought you had that were either proven or disproven by this class. So going into it for me, I had the, I had fallen into the camp of, I have no idea what this bullet's going to do when it hits class. Mm -hmm. So my idea going into it was, okay, I'm going to hightail it out of this vehicle as fast as I possibly can and then start working corners and pieing around corners and trying to approach it that way. But when Phil started diving into his ballistic demos and his ballistic labs and started shooting through windshields and then uh, side windows and stuff like that, it really reinforced the point that you have the ability to shoot through this glass and have a solid idea of where it's going to go. That, that's what I had my mind changed about. Okay, cool, man. Cool. Kent, what else you got? Well, so one thing, one thing that uh, that really bears repeating, and I, I, I really want to make sure we hammer it home, is that there's not a dude on this panel who performed poorly, right? Like everybody did well. Nobody did as well as they wanted to. Every, everybody laughed and was like, "Man, I fucked up." X Y Z, right? And I'd like to hear from you guys, and, and I'll, I'll start this one. What was the thing you, you really were proud of? And what was the thing you're like, God damn, I thought I was better than that. I, I really thought I wouldn't screw that up, and then here it happened. Um, so so just, just, for, just for 100% clarity, these guys are – these guys, I don't know what else to say. Somebody said gunslingers earlier. These dudes are gunslingers, man. I mean – you guys are all humble. You're nice Southern boys. You say ma'am a lot. You treat my wife all sweet. That's all cool shit. But every one of you dudes could shoot a gun. And that's really, really not something you see all the time. Usually when you when you get a cadre or a group of people together, there's a guy who you're like, oh, that guy, man. I don't know about that guy. 
It's always that one window liquor. Yeah. We don't got a window it. I guess. Well. <laughs> well <laughs> we didn't bring the short bus to this one. <laughs> Kent, just, Kent, we've yeah. already discussed this. Don't piss off the Marine. Right, right. Don't piss off the Marine. <laughs> so, so uh, I'll start with the thing I'm, I'm, uh, I'm most, I'm most frustrated with. Uh, I dropped three shots this weekend, like drop, dropped, drop, dropped, like bad, bad shots. And one of them was an irresponsibly poor angled shot that glanced off the roof and did one of those zingy wingy fucking through outer space things. And uh, I need to be better than that. And there's absolutely zero excuse for me to allow around to, to leave the training facility. Uh, end of story. So like what, what, like when I was quiet and everybody's sitting around having beers and the, the shit I was thinking about that I wasn't happy with was trying to skim that round over the top of the roof line and, and hit that piece of steel far away when I knew it, I, when I knew I should have done something better, but like, I'm a pro, right? So clearly I could make this shot. Yeah. Well, homeboy didn't make the shot and thank God, Mr. Farmer, man, uh, continued to run his tractor for the rest of the weekend. Cause <laughs> in my brain, that round tomahawk down and, and not grandpappy off the freaking uh, farm hall. That's, that's what was in my head. Clearly that's not what happened. Uh, but no excuses. Like I, I sent, uh, I sent a poor round at a poor angle and number one, I didn't get effective rounds on what I, Tim, Tim just looks like he wants to say something. And just time. to clarify, just to clarify, there was no negligent discharge. This thing no. did not leave the range. It, it, it bounced off of the hood of a vehicle lost every bit of energy that that round ever could have had and maybe have alley-ooped over on top of the berm that dude was there was no farmer at we were in pennsylvania <laughs> man there was no farmer out there in, in a daggum straw hat on a farm all they don't have those up there it was a great hey, big yeah, combine it was a giant combine and the dude was way over yonder ways man he, he wouldn't he wasn't anywhere near where you were shooting so no just so in case phil watches this there was no there was no round that <laughs> left the range and, and and when we're talking rounds leaving the range i'm i just don't want people thinking that it yeah I like how you keep doing that hand gesture and most people are going to digest this on podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Let's yeah. just hope at that point in time that they don't have it on mute. Right. Now, it's, now, it's, now, it's a, it's a, it's a point of, of clarification that needs to be made. Kent is the worst, like all of us is the worst judge of himself. Yeah. So it's not, it's normally not, it's normally not nearly as bad as he makes it sound unless his basement floods, then it's really as bad as it sounds. In my yeah, I can't, mind, so so don't ever do that again. Yeah, well, right, but but seriously, like so so, you know, I need to be smarter than to send bad shots at bad angles, right? That's the takeaway. Yeah, I, I would look at it more as a wasted round that could have otherwise been effective and probably saved your life. My right. man. Well, yeah, I mean, I could have taken a half a step and solved the whole problem, but I did. Yep. I can get it from here, right? Except I can't. But so, hey, it was pretty freaking cool though. Like that, how like just seeing <laughs> how it like dished like the way that all. farmer See, fell he's off doing, of he's that. Doing it too. He's it doing was it too. so cool. It just went. <laughs> it was so cool. <laughs> oh god! So that was that was the worst. Um, 
the thing I'm the thing I'm most uh, proud of uh, throughout the weekend was what I hope to be my continued ability to encourage and uh, bring the best out of other people, right? Because uh, I, I clearly I was able to help some of you dudes with some shit and uh, other students. Um, adding some humor and some levity to some sometimes stressful situations where people are in, in a little past their uh, depth sometimes. Nobody on this panel, but there was definitely a student who needed to hear some jokes and some laughter, and I was, I was able to, to provide some of that stuff. And, you know, I'm always, I'm always proud of my ability to, to push the learning environment and to make sure that everybody gets everything they can out of everything, even, uh, even as a student. So that's, that's, my, that's my happy takeaway. So uh, what about you, son? What do you got for me? What's your, what'd you fuck up the worst and what'd you do best? You, son? I, <laughs> I think mine's is the same thing, both, both negative and positive. So going into it, it was my first ever two-day class. It's the furthest north I'd ever been. So Southern boy was a little concerned. Um, <laughs> then, then I find out that we're going to be pointing guns at each other. If, even if it is in simulation, that, that was hard for me to get over. So – the, the fear aspect and the apprehension of it, I wasn't proud of, but being able to go through the two day, absorb what I was able to absorb, perform during the force on force. I think I did well. I don't think I did as well as I wanted to, but I think I did well. And being able to overcome that fear was what I was most proud of. Dude, boy, did you ever too. Like I, you were sitting on my porch being like, so what's, so what's this going to be like? So what's, what's going to like, you, you definitely had some fear and you absolutely overcame it. And you're not the only one. I mean, uh, I, w I won't dox. I won't say other people's names on, on the show that we didn't talk to about it first, but uh, we had a, we had a female student in the class who was also pretty, pretty apprehensive about force on force. And I mean, just quick while we're on the topic of force on force, this was your for sure. First force on force landing. Yes, sir. First force on force was this everybody, but Tim, no, I've, I've, I've done force on force before. No, this is my first. It was your first. Zach, it was your first, right? Yeah, it was my first. Never done it before. Tim, it was probably your first outside of military, right? Actually, yeah. It was my first civilian force on force. Right. But you did force on force for realsies. So there is that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that fear is – that's a real thing for people, right? So, so Landon, you're, you're – you're, Upset that you were afraid, but you're proud of overcoming your fears. That's cool. Yes, sir. I can dig that. Zach, what about you? Um, I'd say my ADD was the worst. Um, <laughs> I was told to dial it down a notch or two. After the course and everything, Phil came up to me. And he was like, Zach, good job. Dial it down a notch or two. And I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> It was so, I was like, still to this day, I'm trying to figure that out. But I figured out a lot about it. Um, but that also ties into my best thing. Um, I wrote this down just to remind me. Oh, it's where I got my name. So I got named, nicknamed Rover this weekend, this past weekend, because of my ADD. Because I'm like a dog. And <laughs> I just, ADD, I'm bouncing all over the place and I'm Rover. So yeah, um, but also I, it really worked out during the chaos drill. Uh, the chaos drill, what I'm really proud about is how well I did for myself. Um, 
how I saw the targets and I could just shoot and everything slowed down and calmed down for me. And when everything's chaotic and going nuts, it's like, for me, I just, it clicks. Um, I calm down when things are going haywire. Uh, when things are going normal, I'm going haywire because my brain's racing so fast, but for the chaos drill, it just worked so well for me. Um, so that's the good and bad of the two for me is what I need to work on and the worst part, but also the best part. So it's weird. You just got to wait. You just got to wait for reality to catch up with you, Zach. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much exactly it. You also had a Tinder victory while you were here, didn't you? <laughs> grinder, grinder, not Tinder. Oh, oh my bad. Oh, was, yeah, yeah, it's Grinder. <laughs> okay. Nah, new, new, new. All right. What about what about you, dudes, Frank or Joel? So um, the next thing I'm most proud of is uh, these guys will be able to tell you, especially Tim and Tim and uh, Frank, is uh, I have struggled. I've struggled kind of making decisions under stress, and um, we even had like an EDC class a couple weeks ago. Like, month or so ago where like I, I quit the, the the test like the drill like the qualification drill I just quit because I screwed up and I just I just quit in the middle of it and that's what I would do when I get stressed out and and kind of overwhelmed and um I kind of made a pact to myself that I wouldn't I'm a quick I'm a quit quitting when I get stressed out and uh so the chaos drill is super stressful drill and I didn't quit ran through it um so I'm proud of myself for, for making that change in my training and then uh Disappointing, I guess. My, my left hand grip was just not not adequate. It kept falling off. Frank had kept Frank kept yelling at me about it, and I just I couldn't quite get it under control. So, not not so a bad thing though. It gave me a, a point to learn on. But uh, yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, <clears throat> I guess while it's on me, you know, um, I was definitely um, so. What I was disappointed at is you know in some of the drills there was some fundamental stuff that. You know, especially when you're learning something new, you guys can can relate that some of you know some of your weaker stuff just shows up. Um, you know, for and Joel actually, he's one of their Joel trade this guy, Ginger over here. Um, he showed up and was like, "Hey, man, you know that uh, that reload that you did that that sucked. That was that was pretty rough. You need to do better." And uh, I was like, "What are you even talking about?" Like, like in the moment, I don't even think about it, and then go back and look at the video that these guys took me. I was like. Whoa, that was, that was rough. Let's, let's, yeah, let's not do this ever again. Let's work on that. Um, But, you know, something that, you know, that's something I I absolutely, I'm I'm disappointed in something I need to work on. Something that I was proud of honestly had nothing to do with the course at all. Um, I think the very last day at the very end, uh, I had uh, uh, Phil had an opportunity to talk to, you know, Trey and some of the other guys, not Trey and, Zach and Landon that came with us and uh, we're like, Hey man, you know, honest feedback, what would you say would help these guys? And just from the little bit of time that, you know, Phil had to know him and Phil mirrored exactly like almost verbatim word for word, what Tim and I have been trying to push on these guys. And that's that, that kind of feeling, man, you know, as you know, trying to help coach these guys and work on these guys, stuff like that, that takes you from like, you know, I, you know, am I teaching them right to, yeah, man, boom, I'm, I'm way up here. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on top of the world. This is the greatest thing in the world, getting that, that validation. Um, again, 
taken me out of it. It's it's cool seeing, especially these guys. This was the first time going out from you know our little safe place of you know Apache to pushing them out to real world with other instructors outside of us, and it was just you know it, it was really edifying. It was really enjoyable being able to watch this and watch them learn and you know watch lights bulbs just all of a sudden go click. Oh, that's what you meant. You know, it's it's I they're not words to describe it. It's it's an awesome awesome feeling. It's um, it's really cool to have been able to be a part of helping these dudes a little bit, and it's really, really, really cool to see the amount of time, effort, and energy that uh, that you and Tim have put into caring about instructor development for other for other cadre and for other instructors. It's very easy to check the boxes and get dudes some certs and to go, God bless you, man. Uh, you got you got these six slots on the calendar. Do your thing. It's a whole nother thing to take your time, effort, energy, and invest and truly care like you guys do. And that, you know, it, sh- it shows in the quality that just as, the quality of people just as, as human beings, right? Like don't let it be lost on anybody that's listening. Every one of these dudes was at my house next to my wife and my kid. That's not a thing that happens all the time. Like I, that's, that's a that's the the highest level of trust I can give somebody is to like have my guard down around my family and you got like you know you obviously attract good people but you obviously have invested a lot in them too and you've you guys have invested in yourselves and it shows in it shows in your cadre and it shows in the uh, the quality that you guys are are able to put out and it's obviously it's why you're running such a successful business you guys are you guys are filling up the calendar that's that's real shit so. Good on you for, for caring that much. What about you, Tim? What you got? Thanks, man. Um, so, uh, proudest moment and, and not so proud moment. My proudest moment, I kept my mouth shut. As an instructor, uh, <laughs> even if it is, <laughs> Zach's laughing, even <laughs> if it is like something that you're it's not familiar cool. with and that sort of thing, there's still, it's still, it's, it's still gunslinging man and still something I know and still something I'm very familiar with. It's hard. It can be hard to keep your mouth shut about certain things and not to want to put in your two cents when you really want to, you know, I kept my mouth shut the whole weekend. I didn't say a thing. All right. It's also I'm least proud of. All right. So at the same time, uh, there, there might've been, you know, one or two students there that, that, might could have used uh, some some side talk, you know, on the side, maybe some words of encouragement or something along those lines. Um, and and I, I didn't provide that. And, and um, I, I hope maybe I'll get that opportunity to do that again and, and change that. I think part of that, and this is not me making excuses by any means, but I was I was really wrapped up in the moment and really just paying attention to my my guys. And I was trying to take care of me and mine more than anything. Uh, but it, it can't always revolve around that, man. You've got to, you've got to look out for the other ones around you as well. Um, and uh, I think if I had to change anything, uh, that that would have been the sidebar conversations uh, and and really making more connections with with some of the other students uh, and talking to them more would have would have been a, a lot more beneficial. Um, but yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, it's uh, so it's funny you you showing up to the house and 
within 20, 30 minutes, we're doing a dry fire clinic in my backyard. And you just like, you brought these like new thoroughbred puppies to my house. Right. And you're like, yeah, dude, I taught these puppies to sit, stay, roll over and shit where I want them to. Here they are. Go ahead. It's, it's like, I, I, part of me is looking over going, this dude must not give a shit about his puppies so much. And then part of me is like, nah, he trusts me. How, how, what more of a, what more of a, uh, a sign of mutual respect could you have than, than something like that? And you like looking over, it was so funny to watch your face change and you, you'd almost say some shit and then you wouldn't, and you'd almost say some shit and then you wouldn't. And you and Tim or ever on the, or you and Frank or ever on the side going, but no words were coming out. Like you're still moving, right? You're still doing the, doing the like, but it was, uh, it was really neat. And it, that happened throughout the whole weekend. The sidebar, the side chatter conversation is something that um, clearly I did in this class for the benefit of others, but also that is a big, big, big thing for me with Phil. I respect Phil enough to know, and I, and, I, and I think that, you know, he and I have had enough professional encounters on the range as mutual students and as me as his student um, and, and as even mutual course hosts and shit to where I know that my attempt at helping is going to be taken as that. And I know that Phil would, would not be in any way disrespected by me sidebarring with somebody for a minute. And, you know, you, Tim, you don't know him like that. Not yet. Now you will. Right. But sure. that's, that's something that you have to have a level of comfort in the class that you're in to feel like you have licensed and it's okay to do that. And not every place I go, like I, for example, we just, I just hosted Bill Rapier out here this weekend. I buttoned my damn lip, right? I don't know him from Adam. I'm a student in his class. He came out. I, man, I shut my mouth. I didn't, I didn't say anything to anybody else because I didn't feel that same level of comfort. So, you know, in fairness, nobody wants an unsolicited uh, AI, right? That can get, that can get dangerous. It's um, almost as bad as a husband trying to coach his wife when they're taking the same class. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, very similar. That whole unsolicited AI thing can go, can go wrong. And, you know, when you, when you get to know somebody well enough and you have enough leeway with them to where, you know, they know you're not going to dick it up for them. And they also know that you're just trying to help and you're just trying to be encouraging and, and push positivity. You know, you can absolutely have more of that. I, I would, I'd button my mouth and you're, I mean, hell, I'm going to be down there. You, you're going to be teaching a class and my mouth's going to be buttoned until you look at me and say something. Like that's just that level of man-to-man respect and and knowing knowing your place in whatever situation you're in and it's hard because we're always used to being on stage right but, sure sure yeah. I, I you know i think the um versus hey man this is how you hold your gun and this is a trigger press and this is this is how you draw from the holster safely and so on and so forth i think the sidebar stuff that i really missed out on missed out my opportunity on was the words of encouragement or 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 Hey man, you know, you have any, you doing okay? You, you have any questions or something along those lines, trying to build that relationship or whatever. Cause man, we, we all perform a lot better when we're having a good time. Yep. You know, when, when you're, when you're, you know, you're, when you walk up, especially in this course, man, this course, 
there was very, very minimal, everybody on the line and you're all shooting, right? It was you get up there and you're going to perform in front of everybody literally the entire weekend. Right. So if, if I walk up there and I've got nobody, no, no friends, I didn't bring anybody to the course with me or anything like that. I'm just, I'm just Joe Schmo here for my, here for my AVD course, man. And I have no idea who anybody else is here. And I walk up there and I shoot. I'm only as good as I, you know, I thought I did, you know, and then they walk off and everybody's sitting back watching and they've got no real feedback whatsoever. You know, sometimes I really felt like I was leaving some, some dudes hanging sometimes like they were coming off going, Hey, 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 uh, no, no high five. No, no. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that type of thing. So, uh, yeah, I, insert, I really wanna, insert I wanna... stoic glance here. <laughs> so I, I want to do better at that next time. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least you didn't do like I did and make three jokes and have only two of them kind of land. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, that first one was on point. That was perfect. Oh, it, was, it was. It really was. <laughs> no, it's it's best it, joke of the weekend. Not unexpected, though, guys. So we, we we've actually changed things up a bit. Um, no longer does Kent tell dad jokes, but dads tell Kent jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how bad the, these get. I'm just <laughs> all I wanted to do is explain to the gentleman that him and my sister had some similarities in life. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> oh, my favorite part of about the whole weekend. That's the part about the whole weekend. But here's the thing, though, like, so, so in that opportunity and like, you know, he may or may not know who he is, if God forbid, for whatever reason, he gets so pulled on the interwebs that he should ever hear this. Oh, if you're ever in a class with me, I, you need to understand that I want nothing more than to see you succeed and, and to see you have your very best day that you possibly can. Right. So if you're ever looking at me being like, this black bear looking motherfucker will not stop cracking jokes. I'm doing it for you. Right. As much as like I have fun and I'm jovial and whatever else, man, it's cause you've got that deer in the headlights look on your face. And I'm just hoping you don't give up on it. And I'll tell you what, man, nobody recognizes that look better than somebody who's seen it in the mirror. I remember being that dude wanting nothing more than to just fucking disappear off the range. Just vanish, poof, gone. I'm not even here anymore. And we can't let people fail in that moment. And that's that's where that stuff comes from in me. As, as much as it's funny and inappropriate junk humor, it's also like, man, I just, I need nothing more than for you to smile for freaking just for a second and realize. Yeah, and you really broke through the to that guy like he what you said to him after kept like continuing to talk to him and joking around and messing around you ended up breaking through and he he calmed down and he um he got with it um it was cool and unique to watch you break through to him it was really neat yeah well it's that it's that thing that uh we have to find a way to reach people and to to phil's to phil's credit he's very good at that too but the thing you can never see when you're the guy on the line 
is the expression on the dude's face when he turns around and isn't looking at you anymore. Right. right? Like, cause people can hold it together just long enough to be like, all right, Mr. Instructor, man, we good. Yeah. And then they turn around and they're like, like, holy fuck. Right. Like they have that wave of emotion hit them. And you know, some people, some people can free fall, free fall in that moment. And you got to try and catch them. And you know, doesn't always work, but it, it worked a couple times during this past class. You know, we also, we had the lady in the force on force thing that, you know, I brought her out and had her, had her run the reps against me and, you know, she did well too. It, it's, it's important that we do stuff like that as, as teachers and trainers. I mean, if, if we all would have gone out there and did as well as we did, and, you know, learned and put on a good show and got some great footage and we'd have all just walked off the range, high five, and be like, "Yeah, we're, we're looking awesome, right?" And left that range, and and left all those other people behind us, and and never cared about them at all. What the hell are we doing, right? We're all saying this instructor word all the time. We're all right. we're using that as as a lead in for who we are as people. Instructor means you're not always there for just yourself. You're always there for for somebody else to a certain degree too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and something else that was, you know, that's really beneficial is just stop. And for anybody, I'm not saying instructor or not, just average Joe, average student going and taking the class is watching and taking video of other people, you know, really observing what they're doing and why they're doing it. And we actually had a couple of people that came up to us. I was recording a ton of people and I had a couple of people that came up to me. Hey man, I saw your recording. Did you get a, uh, you know, a video of what I did? I was like, yeah, as a matter of fact, I did. What's your email? I'll send it to you right now. And, uh, you know, that was pretty neat, but what's cool is you can stop and go back and look at stuff to see what other people have done. And you can kind of see some of that emotion that Kent was just talking about after the fact, you know, after they come off the line, you know, tape's still rolling. You know, I'm still trying to get every little bit that I can, and you can kind of see some of what's going on and, uh, you know, catch some of that emotion and talk with them. It, it's, it's neat. You can kind of see where, you know, you know, where s- some deficiency is. And then you can say, hey, you know, here's this video that I took of you. Here's that deficiency that I caught. Didn't know if you wanted, if you knew better or not. So here it is, you know, go check it out yourself or let's play it back in slow motion. It's, it's, it's neat. It's, you know, it's worth your weight. And, you know, more often than not, that's a nice way. It's an icebreaker to talk to other people. You know, hey, I, I have this video of you or whatever. This is what I saw. You know, I just want to share it with you. Here it is. If you want it, great. If not, you know, I'll, I'll delete it. Or not. It was so, uh, it was so cool to you know dive into that Google Drive and really look through everything and and even even just like we had that you guys had taken video and I'll be candid with you in the moment I really wasn't entirely aware of the fact that you were videoing me teaching like in the backyard that day. Don't think for a minute I didn't replay that shit about thirty times ago. How long is it going to take you to pick up on what this dude's doing? You should have caught that six reps ago. Like, believe me, man, I like sitting there. You hear football players talk about this all the time, right? Like running film in the film room. Yeah. I had a notebook full of shit from you guys, just from you being good enough to share your footage and, and drop all that stuff in there. I've missed three or four things that I didn't realize I missed until I saw them on video. That's that's super valuable. And as a matter of fact, I say we keep that drive going, just all of us together. I say we continue to dump good info into there and dump good footage and 
you know, privates and our students, your students, whatever, yeah. our own, our own dry fire, our own stuff. Cause that shit's so, so valuable. Well, that's something, that's something that we started, you know, I don't want to jump right at Tim, but that's something that we've started, you know, a couple of years ago as far as taking video and stuff like that. And we kind of had the idea of, man, we have all this video, we have all this footage that we stop and look back, you know, doing the Monday morning quarterback thing, looking back how we did and looking at the student that why don't we start sharing this with our students? So that's what we did. We started to open up a, a drive that's similar and we have for, you know, our alumni students, not all of them, but you know, for a good many of them, we'll have drives, just their videos and you, what's really cool is, uh, you know, I have videos from four or five years ago where I can go back and see, this is where I was. We, we just recently talked about this. This is where I was four years ago. I was that guy. I showed up in a nylon holster thigh rig. Like, I was right there. No one, and, no uh, one is surprised, Frank. <laughs> no one is surprised. And then you see my progression you know, little by little and little by little, you know, year after year, month after month. And it's just like steady increase, steady increase, a little bit of a plateau. And then, you know, there's this event or a class that I take. And then it's like, you know, it's, it's such cool. It's, it's, I mean, I love being able to look back at that and sharing that with other people, you know, sharing that with other students stuff. It's just, it's, it's worth its weight in gold. It really is. You know what? Um, I, decided I was going to be a YouTube celebrity, which has so far failed miserably. But in the interest of being a YouTube celebrity, as it turns out, there's like 106 videos of me shooting guns on the internet, stretching back eight years now, right? Don't think for a minute I didn't think of deleting some shit. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. There have been times where I've rewatched and been like, whoo. Hoo-hoo. what was that right but it's all there and you can you can watch that uh, my progression is more like a you know there's there's less of a plateau and more of a you know we're, we're driving the rocky mountains and it's, it's more like high intensity interval training <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right that's me high intensity interval training you got me tj um but no, seriously, right? Like there's there's a steady upward progression in that shit, but holy crap. If I would have invested if if I'd have flipped the serious switch much earlier in my training evolutions and cared more about who could teach me and less about who I was supposed to go to because the internet said so, right? Shit, man, I'd be I'd be a light year ahead of where I am now, right? Um so lesson for all y'all video yourselves for one thing and, and for another thing just find somebody who can teach you and push your and push your progression um because we've all we've all been there at one point or another and so when in, when in doubt get you a friend that'll yell at you from the 20 yard line dude i just need you to make that like a ringtone for me sorry I'm just shoot ready stand by you suck <laughs> just like that <laughs> perfect yeah I mean, um so I, I am curious as we are coming up to the, to that uh, 90 minute mark. Uh, so whenever we go through training like this, we all have an opportunity to kind of test our kit, right? Is the configuration of my equipment, my weapon, my holster combination, spare magazine location, all that other good stuff. Is that optimal for reality, right? Because we all base it on, you know, popularity, what we think works the best, 
this, that, and the other, you know, we have all these different influences, but it's not until we get to really train that we get to prove that that configuration works. So real quick, what, how do you, what do you currently carry and how are you carrying it? Uh, appendix, strong side, small, the back, whatever. Um, and while going through this dynamic class, like armed vehicle defense, did it bring you to question your current loadout and how you have that set up and what changes do you plan on making, if any? I'm going to get a seatbelt cutter. Yeah, I don't have a seatbelt cutter. Yeah, I need to keep one in my car or something like that. That's, other than that, that's, that's probably the only thing I would really change about my loadout. Uh, you know, and, and I'm if somebody else has something to say, that's great. Uh, I will say that our everyday carry course specifically revolves around your gear and how it performs in different environments and that sort of thing. And I think everybody here has really tested it on many, many different levels. Um, so other than strapping a seatbelt around your waist, I mean, we've drawn from our holster and, and perform, you know, manipulations and done reloads basically by doing everything but a handstand just for the simple fact to try and test our gear. Um, so I think, uh, for, for me personally, um, I, I don't think I'll be changing anything. I, I carry a, a tier one concealment, um, uh, appendix rig, um, the, the, the Aegis, Aegis elite, no, yep. Aegis, something like that. Aegis elite. Right. Uh, and I, I carry a Glock 19 MOS with a, a Trigicon RMR and a uh, TLR1 HL. Um, I carry a, uh, I, don't, I don't have it on me right now, a Microtech, um, a Microtech blade, and I carry one of your little pokey thingies. Um, I'm not giving up any of those. Um, pretty much everything worked out as far as my everyday carry went. Everything worked out for the for the best. The one thing that I'll say that I did not have was a seatbelt cutter, and uh, I, I would uh, I would consider that even though I think the little pokey thing might have worked, I, and I should have tried that. I might have to go out there and tear apart a seatbelt. I, I I did the little pokey thing handled just fine, and also Tim, our Microtech, it worked just fine too. Also has a little glass break. Yeah, yeah. So I cut the I cut the seatbelt with both of them, and it went through like butter, no problem. Cool. Yeah, I can pretty much mirror the, the same thing. Is I, I carry a um, T-Rex sidecar with a pretty much stock Glock 19 um, appendix, obviously. And then just a little, I can't remember the name of my, my spare mag. I have a, a second mag on my, my left side. And I've been through so many EDC classes. They're, they're really good at, at doing exactly what they're supposed to do, is figure out and test your, your um, everyday carry. Um, I didn't really find the issues. I don't see any reason to change anything. So the one thing I did find was a pair of pants I was wearing when I was training with Kent. My belt, my belt and pants combination was not working out. My, my shirt kept getting caught in my belt. But besides that, I think my, my, my everyday carry is pretty solid. Yeah, I really didn't see, you know, anything I really needed to change. So I'm rocking the, the same thing, Tier 1 um, uh, Aegis with um, uh, Glock Model 45 MOS in a Trichicon SRO and a, a TLR1. Now, one thing that I had actually, as soon as I got home, I changed. Um, and that was just from a conversation I had with Kent. 
were uh, some my recoil springs and stuff like that. I ended up throwing a PC uh, PMM comp on it because why not? And I tell you what, it proved its salt. I was shooting here. Was it yesterday, day before? Yeah, I loved it. Had so much fun. It's so flat shooting. Uh, I'm I'm not going to change. I'm looking forward to putting it through an EDC course or something like that. But so far, as far as you know on the range and playing and shooting with my duty ammo and stuff like that. It's I'm, I'm definitely a fan. So I'm not. So, so, so Kate, you sold you on the secret sauce for our spring technology. Gotcha. Oh yeah, man. That was, that was, he didn't get very far into it. I shot him a text. I was like, Hey, so uh, what, you know, what do you think I should run with this? And he's like, well, try this and try this. So I bought all of it that he recommended and I uh, went back in my backyard and I was like stuffing all kinds of different stuff in and trying it out. I'm like, nope, that's not going to work. That's going to the garbage bin and just went to the next thing. So uh, I was, it was good. Awesome. DJ has uh, heard me lecture about recoil springs already. Yeah, we got that taken care of. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will point out that the stock factory Frankenstein together Glock 19 ran beautifully. Yeah. So, so I built a Glock in my basement out of spare parts and shot it together and it went fine too. So. But have you put together yet oh God. a Glock 19 frame with a Glock 34 slide? It is gorgeous. It is amazing. I did this yesterday. It was cool. It is an abomination of nature. It is not gorgeous, Frank. <laughs> it is so awesome looking. It's the slide's so long and the grip's so tiny. It's just it's it's adorable. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll circle back around to that abomination. But there's a there's that's not that's kind of old hat that's been around for a hot minute, and I'll tell you why. Uh, what about you, Rover? What, what's your current setup, and and what did you want to change, if anything? I'm I'm running a Glock 19 MOS uh, Apex polish trigger all that good stuff. Um, I'm running a Bravo Company holster. Okay. Um, ended up finding out that I really want the mag pouch with it, like a Tier One or even like a sidecar T-Rex arm or something like that. Um, I did just or yeah, Tim today just ordered me a was it TR TRX TRX. Okay. TXC, TXC. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna try that one out. Um, I do want to try a different holster. Um, I've liked the Bravo Company, but I'm gonna start running a TLR7 uh, light on mine, uh, mm-hmm. which is a lot smaller light than a TLR1. Um, I really am excited about, uh, and I'm, I really want to be able to start doing mag reloads from appendix instead of from my side, like. Uh, uh, like nine o'clock or whatever it is that I normally carry. Um, okay. And sometimes during like like everyday carry, I don't carry an extra mag and on my side, it's in my pocket or something like that. But that's what I found out for the most part is uh, I want to change that. I, I run a Hollow Sun 508T now. Uh, love it. It's great. Wait, wait. You haven't said War Poet all night. I know. I was waiting on it. Thanks for bringing it up, kids. <laughs> for the very end, I was just going to go, Shadow Systems. <laughs> Shadow yeah. Systems. Yeah. So I was running the War Poet and had some major issues out of it. Sent it back. Really? Yeah. Oh, God, yes. Um, sent it back. They sent me a brand spanking new one. Uh, haven't really put it through the torture test yet. So I've only shot about 100 rounds out of it. Uh, the other one before, I shot about 3,500, 4,000 rounds out of it. 
uh, had some major issues since 100 rounds to 4,000 rounds. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah, it's nuts. So they sent me a new one, and we're going to give it a whirl. But that's not my everyday carry because I do not trust it. Well, it's a, it's a shame to hear that, but yeah. And I'm going to do a review on it. I'll, I'll probably put it on YouTube and all that stuff after I'm done. And, and I talked to shadow systems a lot and I told them, I was like, listen, I'm going to do this. And they're like, please do it. Uh, but yeah, I'm running a 19 MOS now and, and it's flawless. I love it. So perfection. Landon, how about you, buddy? So, uh, so Trey Joel and I are the only ones stuck in uh, Amish country with no uh, optics on our handguns. So I, I run a, a Gen 5 19. The only thing really done to it is it's got uh, a polished trigger job by uh, our guns, our gunsmith, shameless plug at uh, Ryan Flynn over to Quilla Custom, uh, Custom Gunworks. Uh, it's got a TLR1 HL on it and a Tier 1 concealed Axis Elite. Uh, I carry Dave Spalding's uh, mag pouch. I, I was running a... Uh, you mean you robbed Dave and took it from him, or you carry the one? <laughs> I, I carry the one that he sells because he doesn't know I exist. <laughs> uh, but uh, before that, I was running a, a Pitbull Tactical, and I, I had that fail on me. Um, so I was glad that I made that change. But as far as uh, the, the equipment or, or what I realized that I needed to change coming out of the class was I was completely smoked after those two days. So I, I've got to make personal decisions and, and better decisions health wise so that I can continue to do what I, what I'm doing in training. And, and that's, re that's really the biggest takeaway as far as things that I've got to work on is, is my health. That's a super mature, astute answer. My friend, you didn't even want to come for a bike ride with me after Saturday. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't, that's because I couldn't walk and I had, I had to rob James's, James's uh, rash cream. <laughs> oh god you broke tj yeah. fresh creep okay wow like do, do, do you guys have any diaper cream and frank's like they have a baby yeah. <laughs> oh my god oh hell yeah desitin burns like a motherfucker doesn't it i mean leave it leave it to us to leave hot cuba north carolina where it was cool go to pennsylvania where it's 90 degrees and then come back where it's 70 degrees in north carolina man i didn't know what was going on <laughs> oh lord That's oh funny. god i love this show so much yeah, <laughs> you didn't know we were gonna do diaper cream tonight did no you? no did not know we were gonna go that way uh landon uh so i have also recently made some of those similar decisions if you have not considered it jujitsu Find a jujitsu or a judo gym and work your whole body. Hold on, TJ. Yes. Blue Bear, that does not mean that you just walk up to every Asian person on the street and start grappling around with them. No, <laughs> no, no. We're looking, no that we're looking, sounds less fun. No, we're looking for Brazilians. Come on, let's be honest. There's, there's buildings where you go. They're called, they're called gyms, and some of the gyms have jujitsu studios in them. They're great. But, um, yeah, BJJ would be good, but you, dude, I, you are preaching to the choir, my friend. For for me to be able to be so on all weekend like that and still feel like going and doing stuff after training and shit, that was not always the case. Um, so, just put in the work, man. Just 
just put in the work, put in the same amount of work that you've put into being a good shooter and to be in a little bit in better shape, and you'll you'll murder it. There's no question about it. So let's see gear stuff. I gotta do my gear stuff. Uh, G34 or G17 or other G34 or other G. What kind of G, yeah, G something? You're rocking a G34 all weekend. Yeah, that's right. Um, Dot Life SRO X300. Uh, shameless plug for Buck CNH Precision with the plate. Gotta love the CH Precision plates because the MOS plates suck. If yep. yours haven't failed on you yet, just give it five minutes and it will. Um, so there's that. Let's see, for me, for gear stuff. Actually, so here's one. I need to invest in some better footwear. I need to I need to get me some Solomons or something, man. On cloud, homie. On Solomons. cloud. On cloud. Yeah, dude. Try them out. Okay. You'll, you'll like on it. cloud, if Solomons you like before, I really like Solomons. Don't get me wrong. It was it was honestly it was between on cloud or Solomon, and uh, th- this lady that was selling me shoes or whatever. She's like, you should just try these. I was like, whatever, man. These are only going to last like six or eight months anyway. I, I spend my days in gravel all day. So I'll, I'll give them a shot. So I tried them out and I haven't gone back. I, I absolutely love those shoes. So I just like just recently had small clouds on my feet and the Solomons like side by side. And the on cloud has a lot of cushion. Like it literally feels like you're walking on a cloud. And um, the Solomons are a little more firm. And for me, I went Solomon just because I like firmer shoes and um then the on clouds but i mean they're they're both equally awesome shoes yeah that's something that we gotta do for sure so um let's real quick what, what are you laughing at over there frank you get that you get that funny look on your face listen so rodney just came on the um on chat he says you run the class in those big ass red wing boots and yeah. <laughs> uh so so funny story there so normally I have these big, hot, sweaty, gross boots. Actually, as a matter of fact, they're right here. I wear these on crappy days like today and I wear these things out. And uh, so passed out, by the way, he's dead next to you flopping around like a fish. <laughs> so, you know, we, we drove this awesome bus like up to Pennsylvania, everything like that. A lot of, a lot of fun stories to ensue, I'm sure. But um, in and when I'm packing this bus, I had a, you know, a, a box with some other stuff in it. And my shoes, aside from my like travel shoes, my Chacos were like left here at the house. So I get all the way up to Pennsylvania. I'm thinking, where are my shoes at? Like I'm sitting there looking around. I can't find them. I go, oh crap. Like I left my gloves. I left my shoes. I left everything at the house. No idea. We're going to have to stop at like Walmart or, you know, Hobo Max or something like that and get some shoes. And uh, I go over here and ask Trey. I was like, hey, man, so uh, you got any extra shoes? He's like, yeah, man, I got my work boots. Here they are. So I rocked the entire weekend in Trey's sweaty work boots, which were, like, nicer than any pair of shoes that I have. Do I? Sucking up your sweat right now. Oh, yeah, he's actually wearing them right now. And, uh, man, that, that was that was, that was adventurous. That was definitely interesting. You can't go wrong with a good pair of Red Wings, though. Hey, you know, if, if, if the shoe fits, right? Oh boy, that's a pinch joke right there. That is a pinch <laughs> oh, God. So let's let's before we get out of here and like yeah we're we're going a little over time or whatever, but I don't give a shit. I want to do some humor because holy banana pants did we have a fun weekend, right? <laughs> we 
My God. Most of which can't really be discussed. (laughs) (laughs) There's some of it that can. For example, it turns out, uh, Frank, that spare tires are a thing. Did you know spare tires are a thing? (laughs) Hold on. Wait. Wait. Time. Hold on. The time that your tire blew out on your journey up to Pennsylvania, please tell me that you either A, did not have a spare tire, or B, had one and forgot you had it no so we did not have a spare tire okay. now who the hell carries a size what was it 28 or something huge ridiculous a huge tire you know it, it's just whatever anyway so to, to back it up for everybody you know we're, we're cruising right on up no problem we're like an hour and a half two hours away from kent had no issues the entire time and all of a sudden the ac That's just the quits do what Except for all the issues. Except for all the issues, yeah. Our yeah, AC just quit. We hear, away. we hear a thump, and then all of a sudden we like, like, do you smell that? And then we hear, well, we we're like, oh crap, something's going on. So our expert driver William just coasted right off on the side. We're just happy at a, an exit. We get out, and our AC belt had slipped off the pulley, and it busted the serpentine belt. So I mean, it was just all kinds of mess. So long story short. That's the only reason we brought a mechanic on the trip was so that he could fix it. So we got pictures of shirtless Trey, like, you know, waist <laughs> deep in an engine, you know, grease all over him, the whole nine yards, fixing this thing. We were able to get it up and going and we're going back down the road. We're not, but, you know, 30 miles farther down the road than we were when the surfing belt, when the freaking tire blows. It's a retread and then just, you know, lift an alligator, some tread out in the middle of the interstate somewhere. The same thing. We coast right off the road and get to a, um, you know, um, it's a flying J or something yeah, like that, right J. on the Virginia, West Virginia border. And uh, we're sitting there and it's right at five o'clock. We're like, okay, we can find one of these, you know, service trucks that, you know, come and do our tire or whatever. We're coming to find out a freaking 1994 transit bus has this unique tire size that you imagine that yeah right (laughs) that you can only get you know when the sun's aligned perfectly and during a you know solar eclipse and all this other kind of mess but anyway so long story short calling 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 finally find this guy who claims he has a tire and it's like excellent awesome cool when you can be here three hours oh okay Okay. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll work that out, you know, whatever, come on, let's, let's do this. And, uh, so a little bit of time goes by like a couple of hours and I finally get another phone call. I'm like, okay, cool, man. You know, he's like, great. You know, sorry, busy. We got caught up with this, this, and this we're, we're three hours away. I'm like, well, <laughs> you said that like three hours ago, like, you know, we're, we're still stuck on the side of the road, like, you know, help us out here. And he's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. We're, we're on our way. Our guy's coming from, and I don't remember the name. Landon, you may remember, but guy was from some town. He names Rattlesome Town off. Manassas, and Virginia, which Manassas. was an hour away from us. And I don't know Big, how he get, tells us it's going to take three hours to get there. I, I still have anxiety. Right, right. <laughs> anyway, Man- that's it. Manassas, Virginia. And uh, so we wait a little bit more time. And Next thing you know, I get a phone call and the guy says he's about an hour off, which means he probably just left Manassas, Virginia, and uh, he's got the tire. Everything's good. I said, awesome. So uh, when I talked to him on the phone, he said it was originally I could just buy the tire. No problem. I didn't have to get them to install it. They were going to charge me $1,500 to install a tire. The tire was going to cost $500. Oh, 
You're shitting me. No, man. Oh, God, God. God's truth. So, you know, I was just going to buy the tire and I was going to call one of the local guys in the morning to just come pick, you know, come install the tire. No big deal. Um, so anyway, so this guy shows up in this itty bitty little tiny van. Uh, I think Zach and or Trey was actually there with me when he first showed up. And uh, we're sitting there talking with him. We physically have the tire on the bus. Like, we're ready. We have the tire in our possession. We're going to do this. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yep, we're just going to pay for the tire, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we're going to go to go. He's like, yeah, cool, no problem. Give my information. Give my card. He's sitting in his car, and he, you know, gets on his phone. And uh, apparently, you know, his, his boss was like, you know, no, we have to install the tire. We can't just sell you a tire. Like, well, hey, that's not what you sell on the phone. Like, all I want is a tire. I don't want this, you know, $1,500 charge to install the tire, which come to find out he couldn't have done anyway. But anyway, we'll, we'll get to that. And uh, so anyway, back and forth ensues. And I'm sitting there like, yo, I need to talk to your boss. Like, I, I hear you, but let me speak to your boss. Let me let me have this conversation. And this dude was just like, no, 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 this is not going to happen. Dang. Uh, you know, Zach came out of the bus. and He's just standing there and I wish I could like stress to you what his face looked like and how like you could just see something in his in his brain about to just snap and his eyes were getting crazy and Frank was talking about. Like, Bro, I, I need that tire. I need that tire, man. <laughs> I'm gonna get cops involved, man. I'm gonna need that tire, man. <laughs> You're like, Frank, it's all right, man. Frank, you're good, man. <laughs> Dude, I was going to have that tire. That tire was mine. Like, it was already on the bus. And anyway, so my veins started to, like, just come out of my head, like, right here. I could feel the stress, like, just welling up. I was, I was getting hype. And uh, Trey, Trey tripped me out. So right when this guy's, you know, pulling the, the, you know, pulling the tire out of his van, you know, before he stuck it on the bus, Trey immediately starts, like, positioning himself off to the corner off the corner of the van and he's already like has his hand up underneath his shirt like he's ready if something's about to throw down dude he was sketchy man like he took eight it was a sketchy place man this it was, whole it was place was really sketchy oh, lots of hookers oh yeah man a lot lizards a lot lizards but anyway it's so long story wait, short wait, wait hold on hold on this is where i need to come in on this because your fearless leader, Tim, should have been on the up and <laughs> pulling security for you boys. Oh, no. So uh, let me give you my perspective from this whole thing. <clears throat> there was a uh, there was a loud pop. OK, this is back to the, the, the belt thing, the whole belt issue. There was a loud pop. Everybody heard it except for Tim, the deaf guy. Right? <laughs> Then something started to smell, and I was like, okay, okay, I, I get that. All right, what's going on? Playing Call of Duty. All right, so we're pulling off on the next exit. Something broke. Okay, something broke. Does that mean I can't play Call of Duty anymore? <laughs> what? No? Okay, so I can I can still play Call of Duty. Okay. You guys got this? Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm playing Call of Duty. They fixed the belt. They didn't need me. I made a sandwich in the meantime. That was good. All right, I made- we kept going. And then, uh, and then, uh, hey man, Frank, Frank and Trey, they had it, man. That Trey was, Trey was in his own little monkey world, you know, with his wrench and all that jazz, and he was, you know, waist deep inside this engine. 
And then we heard, I heard the loud pop of the tire. Like that, 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 that was definitely noticeable. Okay. We all knew what had happened. And then we, uh, we assessed the situation and moved up to the, 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 uh, the gas station, the, the truck stop or whatever, got ourselves parked and that sort of thing. And I was still playing Call of Duty. <laughs> when he was ordering these tires and that sort of thing, that's pretty much what I was doing, man. What what could I do? What could I do? It wasn't it wasn't my bus. I know jack about tires. I know jack about these engines. I I don't. I I I barely know how to play Call of Duty. I was still trying to figure that out. <laughs> so, yeah. So in my defense, I, I would have just gotten in the way. And, and, and when it come down to you know little little fellers rolling up in a shady van trying to sell us you know some nonsense i did not belong in that situation it was a good good thing for me to be in the bank in the bunk asleep yeah. yeah see tim knew his place and he stayed there i, I did, <laughs> I did. <laughs> the text message stream of this whole event was just incredible because it was like hey dude we're about three hours out hey dude we're about two hours out like that was yesterday <laughs> 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 and I had so the funniest thing about this whole thing from my perspective was that I had friends over and I was like yeah you guys are going to get to meet my gun buddies this is going to be great and they're like man sucks so bad yeah. hey you don't have any friends do you I'm like no no I swear to god <laughs> <laughs> I'm up here. it's going to be a whole thing they're like we're leaving it's, it's, oh. it's, it's my boyfriend he lives in Canada and he loves me we're going to get married <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know him he doesn't go to this school yeah really Dude, the whole time, that's exactly it because i'm like i'm telling my other friends that my 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 rock star gun buddies from north carolina are coming up and they're gonna they're gonna do some shooting with me this weekend and we're gonna shoot cars and all this stuff and these people are just sitting there looking at sophie like your, your husband's delusional isn't he sweetheart <laughs> there's no people where are these guys and i'm texting them and Poor Frank's just giving me these like forlorn updates. Like, well, maybe we'll whittle a tire out of a piece of wheat and a napkin. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. I was, <laughs> honest to God, I was about an hour and a half to two hours from renting a 15 passenger van and driving south on 81 until I saw a bus all fucked up on the side of the road. That's about where I was at with it. You could have gotten there faster. Man, I tell you what, though. Yeah, so the next morning, you know, it got got back up. You know, after this whole ordeal with the bus, man, I was just like, all right, we're let's go to bed. This is like one in the morning. We're like, let's just go lay down. We'll figure it out later. And uh, as soon as everything opened up in the morning, called a, a normal big company and they came right out. No problem. Just like that. Spent a lot less money than, you know, I thought well, I was really going to have to. And uh, they even had issues, you know, that broke off some studs and stuff like that. Anyway, long story short professional company came out knocked it out just like that and we were right back on the road no problem and um you know it was i mean it's definitely a story i mean there was there, there was definitely neat right up the road no problem way back no issues i mean it was it was all good so quick shout you out to done it without william i was just oh, yeah. gonna do that quick shout out to mr william who really hey, should be on here right now honestly so he could say nothing lives but my God, I can drive that bus, man. Holy smokes. Dude, you have no idea. So I had nothing to compare it to until <clears throat> Frank decided he was going to take over the wheel for about 15 minutes or so. And then I was like, I, 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 I want William back. I want William back. Like, we, we were all like, who wants William back on, on, on the, behind please. the wheel? Like, please, please pull over. 
Oh my goodness. So dudes, um, uh, first of all, thank you all so very much for like, for coming up and for, and for putting all that time, effort and energy into it. Cause man, it was a lot of fun. Um, does anybody have any quick like parting thing that they want to, they want to shut it down with or thing that they didn't get to say before we, before we do our ad reads and sign off and all that. Chat? Huh? Thank you, Kent, for everything you did for hosting us, for feeding us, for being a good man and a good instructor and a good husband to your wife and your kid. And, and dude, thank you for being you. You're a good man. We still talk about you a lot. Well, back at you boys. You guys are welcome up here anytime. A couple of you apparently are coming up in two weeks. That should be. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Landon, what the hell, man? You, your mom won't let me have visitation in two weeks. What's, what's <laughs> See, there's uh, 18 years of uh, back pay for child support that we didn't get. And- <laughs> yeah, so, uh, thank you, everybody, for coming to Sling and Let Podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. No, nah, man. No, nah, man. I, I really do appreciate, you know, you taking the time to spend with us and, uh, and being such a gracious host, man. It's, it means a lot. I, I didn't think I'd get that that far up north, man, but uh, you totally changed my mind. Cool, man. Well, uh it was it was good having you guys. I really appreciated it. I it was uh, it was neat to see the camaraderie and and uh, you know I, I feel like I'm part of the Apache Club now, so that's kind of cool. I, I feel like I got some some brothers down south more than just TJ. If I ever need to come sleep on a bus with three tires, I know where to find you guys. <laughs> um, any any parting like like Tim? Anything anything you want to say to to do your like self promotion? All that all that stuff that you guys should be doing. God, man, I'm so terrible at that. You think by now, as many times I've been on y'all's show, I should like write this stuff down. Like, Tim, don't forget to say this at the end of the show. Um, no, man, um, this this has really been about the AVD course. Phil's coming down in December. Uh, when when in December, guys? 19th and 20th? 19th and 20th. Yeah, that's it. December 19th and 20th. I'm pretty sure uh, TJ and Ken will probably put that link in here somewhere, hopefully, if I ask them nicely. You know, um, <clears throat> sign up for that course. It's a great class. Phil puts on a great show, and he is an excellent instructor. Um, you're going to learn a lot of very valuable information in that course. So get in on it and um, come see us down here in North Carolina, no matter where you're at. Um Let's see. Um, um, uh, we have our our next handgun combatives course. I'm teaching with uh, Dan Brady in August. Uh, you can also check that out uh, at ApacheNC.com. Um, let's see. Uh, we're hosting for the first time our advanced everyday carry course or our, our two-day everyday carry course um, in October like 10th 11th. and 11th 10th and 11th that's it um uh so you get signed up for that um let's see I, I'm, instagram facebook all that stuff all the usual yeah. suspects hit us up yeah check us out on instagram at apache solutions llc or on facebook at apache solutions llc we're not cool enough to be on youtube like these two two dudes um but uh that's 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 pretty much it Awesome, man. Well, uh, what can I say but to say that I will be training with these guys in the future um, as a student, 
Uh, Tim and I have talked about doing some hosting for each other. I'm going to bring him up here and we're going to do some stuff for you guys. Um, he's going to be bring, bringing me down there. We'll do some stuff for you guys. So from a student perspective, um, if you are one of my students, uh, look forward to having Apache come up here and get some knowledge base from some of these dudes because it will be valuable. And if you're one of his students, one of these days here real soon, you're going to see me on his range. It will um, be valuable. I'm, I'm sorry in advance for the sarcasm, uh, but you'll learn some shit in the process. Um, not to tell a joke. Yeah, like not to tell a joke. They are catch jokes, not that jokes. Um, huge shout out to Phil Groff from Vigor Training. That's V-I-G-R, VigorTraining.com. Um, he's got the Rolling Thunder thing going on. He's got stuff for cops. He's got stuff for civilians. Uh, get on the calendar before he becomes super famous and you can never get any of his courses ever again because he's well on that track. Um, my man's a solid instructor and I would put him on the same level with a lot of other, uh, I'll, I'll be candid, better known people. Um, you know, some, sometimes the limelight finds people for the right or for the wrong reasons. And when that big shiny spotlight finds Phil Groff in a big way, you know, look out, man, because you, you're not going to be able to get space in his class. So, so just, you know, for me to you get in on it early, uh, vigortraining.com is where you'll find all that information. Um, let's see what else real quick to, to all you dudes who came up as, as like fledgling AI instructors and all that kind of stuff, man, keep working at it. You dudes are doing great. Um, nothing but respect for all of you. I would at any time welcome any of you to come up and, and do anything you wanted to with me. I would send a student without hesitation to anybody in the Apache brand or any of you guys as individuals for, for extra effort. Um, man, if I'm going to send, if I'm going to tell you, I would send my student or my family member to go to come learn something from you. I, I would send Sophie to any one of you, any one of you dudes in a heartbeat. I, I can't say anything other than that. I, there's nothing I can tell you better about you than what I send you my wife. And I absolutely would, especially because she kind of likes you dudes for some reason. I can't figure <laughs> that out to save my life. Um, but we got to do our, uh, our little ad read stuff here. So we're still helping out Brian Hill from the complete combatant and, uh, Rachel's rest, the charity. We read that, uh, through the end of the month, any of our merch that was bought on Teespring, uh, we would just do a pass through and do one big donation at the end to rachelsrest.org. Um, so please check that out for, uh, for charity stuff as well as obviously always present, hold my guns, hold my guns.org. Uh, for suicide prevention, um, alternative storage solutions for folks who might need to get lethal means out of the home for a while. That's at my at hold my guns on all the socials. I'm proud to be a board member of that organization. So if you're looking for charity stuff, go there. Um, as always, we couldn't do this without help from somebody else. And um, we're, we're lucky to have more and more people reaching out and be willing to help us. Uh, go give some love to our friends at Head Down Firearms at Head Down Arms on the socials. Uh, TJ likes their rifles. I wouldn't know because they don't like me enough to give me one, but you know TJ has one, so that's good. Um, but no, in all seriousness, dude, you're you're like killing it with that Grendel, so that's pretty cool shit. Um, a nice a nice rifle from them, and they you know they've got a uh, they've got a store down TJ's way in Tennessee and so forth as well. Uh, all manufacturing's been moved to Tennessee, actually. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually, try, I need to reach out to them, but uh, planning a shop tour uh, for for the YouTubes uh, here in the near future. It's something we've talked about. So, 
Wow. Yes. Well, we'll see where baby head down firearms come from. That's so cool. Um, subscribe star. You know, it's kind of like our Patreon, except for Patreon isn't like gun people. So hit us up on subscribe star, you know, pledge a buck, pledge a hundred bucks, whatever it is. It is. We really appreciate that. Um, go on over there as well. Um, if you dudes and girls are into the training scene, you need medical equipment. If you need medical equipment, you need to go find our friend, Carrie Davis at dark angel medical use code BB 15 That's Bravo Bravo one five for 15% off over there. Just mentioned in the comments that sling and lead podcast sent you let Carrie know that, uh, you know, we're giving him some love and let's see what else we have. We have TJ doing his writing thing on the gunpoint, the gunpoint.com is where you'll find all TJ's articles. Um, TJ is quite the writer as it turns out. Nobody, uh, nobody seems to know it cause he doesn't pimp himself. So I have to pimp him the gunpoint.com and, uh, look for the ginger articles. Subscribe to us as individuals, please. We've, we've each got our own things going on as well. TJ is the let's lay and ginger. I am green mountain defense and TJ is quitting his day job next Tuesday to run his knife company full time. <laughs> yes. Woo! Yeah. So continue to at PS TJ's bosses. That's a joke. I'm not, this is, this should not serve. Oh, they know. But at the same time, they're all also customers. I've made knives for all of them. (laughs) So if you you want something stabby, pokey, slashy, metal, and awesome, uh, I happen to know TJ's like almost maybe thinking about like a business, like a real, a real deal business. testing the equipment and doing all this stuff and uh i couldn't be more proud of my of my best friend man so like go buy my boys knives i uh i pimp him every chance i get so go check those out and uh finally last uh because you know i don't know last but not least whatever man dreammountaindefense.com slash training um we're having some awesome privates one-on-ones we got some real good uh, CCW Essentials classes coming up. There may or may not be some uh, UTM equipment that I may or may not be getting help with to get out on the range, and I may or may not start some force-on-force myself. Um, So that should be fun. And I just got permission from one of my ranges to run a vehicle class my damn self. Woohoo! Oh, yeah. We're going to be having some fun. But meanwhile... um, Come on up to Combat Pistol this uh, coming Sunday at Tuplehawk, and we still got five slots left. If you dudes want to see if you can actually shoot your guns or not, if you want to just talk about them on the internet, that's fine. But, you know, hashtag run your gun, not your mouth. Get the fuck out here and shoot them with us, please. Um, that's a fun match. And USPSA, IDPA, West Shore is starting back up. So get out and shoot with me on a squad. And, uh, yeah, we got, some, we got some CCW essentials coming up. We got some rifle classes coming up. I still got Timmy, uh, Tim Heron coming out in July. That's going to be a full class. Holy shit. What else? Tim and I, Tim Kelly and I, this man over here on the Apache banner behind us, August, what, 20 somethings. We're going out to take a range master instructor course. That'll be pretty cool. I've got, uh, I've got some SIG update stuff coming up for some, for some SIG instructor work. So that'll be, that'll be in the works, man. It's a busy summer coming up. So uh, if you want to know what's going on on the training calendar, greenmountaindefense.com slash training. TJ, get us out of here before I actually sell anything, please. Ah, absolutely. Uh, folks, as always, we appreciate having you participate in the audience. Uh, whether you're viewing this on podcast uh, or on YouTube, please think about subscribing to YouTube. 
coming over and joining us live uh, to participate in the chat. We always appreciate a lively chat. We appreciate your questions and comments. To our panelists, Tim, Frank, Jim, Bob, Corn Pone, Cooter, <laughs> Rover, all, all you guys, seriously, uh, happy to have you on the show. Really appreciated your attendance. Really glad you guys got to get up there and hang out with Kent. Uh, you know, he, he's a fantastic guy. He's a fantastic instructor, and he likes to surround himself with people smarter than he is. So congratulations, you are smarter than Kent. Uh, oh. But with, see, that was a TJ joke. Funny, wasn't it? <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, um, re we've really, really enjoyed. Kent and I talk about it all the time. We've really enjoyed becoming friends with you guys. Uh, you know, forming those associations and those those connections with like-minded individuals is always a blessing, and we certainly do not count it short. Um, of course, we would be remiss if we did not mention Right On Optics. Head on over to RightOnOptics.com. Check out everything that they have to offer: variable power optics, low variable power optics, red dots, binoculars, the whole gamut. They've got it, especially for their new lineup for 2020. So head on over and check those out. As for the knives, I'm going to go ahead and throw the spoiler out there. Uh, you will now be able, if successful in completing the training standard, to be the recipient of a special edition LPT done by TR Knife Works exclusively for Apache Solutions. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So, yeah. So Tim and I have been talking about that. I've got the first eight uh, in the works right now. Uh, we're working on choosing the appropriate handle material, but these things are going to be slick when they get done. Uh, so they're going to be one of a kind. If you want to buy one, you either gonna have to wait in the back line or pay me an exorbitant amount of money. Uh, <laughs> But they're not going to have the Apache logo branded on them. They're not going to have the special handle. Uh, none of that. You will get one, but it won't be an Apache one. So uh, stay on stay on the lookout for that on social media because I'm really looking forward to how these look. Looking forward to how these come out. Um, but with that, guys, that's all we have for tonight. Uh, really appreciate. Oh, I'm Real getting quick. the I'm getting the finger of pause. What am I getting? Wait, Tim, can we can we release what those standards are yet? Have you done that? Can we talk about your standard or not? No, you want to learn the, if, if you want the standards, come take the class. Yeah, that's the right answer. Go get them. <laughs> Although he told me what they were and I shot them and they're pretty spicy. So that's cool shit. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. As always, we appreciate you all. Uh, again, feel free to like, share, subscribe, comment below if you like the show. Uh, if not, tell us we suck. As a matter of fact, side note, I really think that there should be a mandatory comment that has to be left if you do a thumbs down on a YouTube video. Yeah, really. I mean, we don't even get the co the common courtesy of a go fuck yourself. Come on, man. This is America. You have the right to tell us to go fuck ourselves. Are but with it, go fuck yourselves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's our, all of our comments. Nothing but that, right? That and eggplant emojis. <laughs> but uh, we really appreciate you guys. Seriously, though, uh, stay safe until we see each other again. God bless you all. Take care of each other and get out and shoot. <laughs>